0: what's up what's up african boss babes welcome to episode nine i'm your host coach h i'm based here in johannesburg south africa and we are here every tuesday at 8 30 p.m south africa time 9.30 9.30 p.m. East Africa and 7.30 GMT, depending on the season. Today's episode is something that I called my co-host, Knight Atieno, on uh, yesterday. And I kind of got tr- triggered or inspired, depending on how you want to look at it, by uh, an ex-colleague, a classmate, a former classmate, And yeah, we'll be talking a lot more about it, just in terms of what is the choice really when it comes to showing up as an independent young Black woman and actually hectic emphasis on the young because age and timelines is what actually, you know, got me really thinking. Like sometimes we feel like we're free to choose and we have a lot to you know a lot of time and a lot of freedom and we as women i'm speaking from the perspective of a woman but i guess the question today is do we really so i hope you are ready to chill and vibe with us and in a little bit i'll be pinning our previous episodes so if you haven't had a chance to listen please do go follow us the shows are available on apple
1: and spotify What's up, what's up, what's up, hi everyone, thank you for joining us. I see Liz Njaroge. Liz Njoroge is uh, an amazing, if it's the Liz Njoroge that I know, she's an Mm -hmm. amazing um, seamstress and designer of African fabrics. She does amazing things, so um, if you're in Kenya or whatever, check out Liz Njaroge. Okay, on liz. all the socials yeah she's she's the go-to lady for everything afro fabric especially in kenya
0: nice liz please drop your if you are the liz that Night is talking about please drop your 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 pin you know your your page your social media handle uh on the front channel so that whoever tunes in can go check out your work okay nice what's the story for today leo mm. <laughs>
1: today i have been running not running like um <laughs> not running but i have run like literally my day started at two thirty a.m damn it's so now 7. 30 for it to start
0: at two? sorry what time did you sleep for it to start at two
1: um I I think I fell asleep about 9:30 p.m. Okay, okay. Mhm. Yeah, my brain just won't sleep past even even when I'm super tired. It won't sleep past 6 hours. So I think I got a good solid 5 hours sleep. Um so yeah. Yeah. But then I had a nap again for an hour during the day, so yeah, it's cool. So <laughs> you're ready for this conversation because you remember the 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 the
0: energy that i came to you you know yeah came at you with yes and i was basically very cautious because this is a sensitive subject that could either come off as judgmental or you know what what's the other word i was using other than judgmental yeah it can come off as judgmental or
1: just insensitive. Yeah I I don't think, and so... I think on this page on 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 like we have to say really from the off that um we're never coming from a place of judgment we're always coming Absolutely. from a place of love and from a place of sharing and from a place of starting these conversations because I feel like a lot of conversations that we actually have coach H., are conversations that a lot of people, especially us as Africans, shy away from having. Mm -hmm. And so for us, I feel like we very often talk about things we are called upon to, um, we feel called upon to start conversations about. And so obviously, as humans, we, we cannot be completely impartial. We also have our own sort of backgrounds, we also have how we were brought up, we also have how we've grown uh, in ourselves as people. So we will have some kind of take on what we're talking about, but it's never from a place of we are right and you are wrong or whatever. And we're always happy to have a conversation with everyone and welcome everyone to share the points of view. And i am um, yeah. never come, definitely, I know that we're never coming from a place of judgment. It's supposed to be as safe as possible. So if
0: you're listening to the replay, um, keep your ears open, your heart open, uh, tune in, you know, uh, maybe send us your views on the chat that we're having today. And I guess I'll just dive right in because we want to give it enough airtime. So to summarize what inspired the topic today is that I have a friend, Friend, I have to use that word with caution because this this friend word has been thrown
1: around. An acquaintance.
0: <laughs> an acquaintance.
1: Birthday. Uh, an
0: old classmate uh who recently had a birthday. And I just remembered the discussion that we were having where um she's now approaching her late 30s. And the birthday obviously reminded me of the chat that her and I had around, you know, starting a family and you know yeah women things reproductive your eggs your ability to give birth and bring life onto this earth and so when i noticed that was her birthday again it reminded me of it and i was like oh yeah by the way like what's going on with this situation and it got me thinking of other friendships and no other relations with women that i have that are around me and this whole question of timelines when it comes to, you know, making it, it, should you be in the position where you want to be a mother and bring life into this world, then we're now going to talk about timelines, physical, physiological timelines, whether they exist or not, and bringing it to the topic of today as to whether we're really free to choose and feminism and being a strong black woman and wanting to have enough money enough status enough time to have worked the right lover and everything and so sometimes those prerequisites just end up you know a lot of your physiological timeline you know so is there a timeline i think let's just talk about that night i know we've kind of touched on this subject a bit but I want you to jump in there and let's go through this specific angle before we later in the show hit on other topics such as you know your career and everything else you know so let's go let's go let's go
1: i think it's a biological fact that women have a timeline we literally have a biological clock as it's called we have a point and this can be anywhere for some women even as early as late 20s, they start becoming less um, able to produce, you know, they have fewer and fewer and fewer eggs. And other women are productive into their 50s, you know, Uh, we've seen it. And I feel like um, we've got a problem with society where um, we are told that you're running out of time. Yeah. But I I just feel like from our conversation yesterday, we know also that yes, we have a biological clock, we have a timeline. We know that as you get into your mid thirties and into your late thirties, we become less productive as women. And and then as we get into our forties, it's harder and harder to conceive, you know, the older we get, the harder it is, and not just to conceive, but to give birth, you know, it becomes more dangerous for us to have children. You know, even though technology is so much better, it's a fact that the older you are, the harder it is to conceive, the harder it is to give birth, the harder it is to rear your child. Because, I I mean, I was running after a toddler in my late 20s. I am 45 years old now, and I cannot imagine being in that position of running after a toddler. But that's because I know I've been there, you know. For those who haven't been there for those who maybe are just wishing to be there they don't know how it is so obviously they're just like do you know if i could just have a kid i don't care how old i am i will run after that kid so if when you don't have a point of comparison of course it's different but for for the, for those of us who have who've been fortunate and have the luxury of of comparison of course uh, i'm i'm like no i don't want to be having a kid at 45 you know so yeah yeah that the, our timeline does exist
0: yeah so guys i guess let's hear from you guys i'm seeing Rax on the front channel asking why is there so much pressure for the women to start families and have children i think that's what we're trying to address today where i it's not fair for anyone to come off like yo you're getting older hurry up do you want to have kids you should have kids and give that kind of pressure to a woman no that's not what we're saying you know but at the same time if you are a woman and you're sitting there saying one day in my life i want to have kids um and, you know and and then as i mentioned earlier like you're coming up with Various reasons as to why you can't have them yet, like maybe you haven't found the the right partner, super valid, or you found the right partner, but you guys haven't maybe accumulated the type of finances that you would need to bring a human being into this world, valid once again, Uh, maybe there's a specific career uh ring that you're trying to attain in your life and so you're like you know what i need maybe two more years before i can think about taking time off to raise a child all these reasons are valid uh but the question of timelines especially the physiological one is what had me thinking because then there's this whole thing of are you forcing women are you telling them are you giving them pressure are you doing this and I guess from a personal perspective, because Nita shared that she was running after a toddler in her late twenties. I'm not a mother yet, but, you know, I can remember being, you know, say in my early twenties and my biggest fear was getting pregnant. And it was getting pregnant because of societal perspectives. Like I don't want to embarrass my dad. I don't want to embarrass my my family. I have, I don't really have my life figured out. Who am I even having this child with? So whatever, anything around being a mom in those early years was just terrorizing to me because I, I just couldn't even fathom <laughs> bringing a human being into this world. And then, yeah, a bit later on, I'm like, yeah, obviously that's something I still want to do. You know, it's something that I still want to do. And then when my partner and I started now going through the journey of trying to have a kid, for context of the conversation, once again, I'm in my early 30s. That's when I was like, God damn, it's not as easy as I thought it would be. You know, here I am, I'm like, I'm healthy, I'm young, I work out, I eat well. I take care of myself. I do, you know. I, I was just on some. I'm I'm fertile. I've never been pregnant before, so I, I I don't know if I'm fertile. Actually, oh my god, which is a whole other conversation because, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you night we need to address this. You know, where we're talking about like freezing eggs or at least finding out if your body is viable enough to carry a child, because one of the things that I noticed, well, came to be, I came to realize when I went to the doctors to see if i could (laughs) bring life to this earth i learned that my cervix was closed this is something that i've shared in this room before so if i was chilling there (laughs) trying to 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 conceive all my life like maybe i had never gotten pregnant because i actually had a closed cervix so the conversation today is that you What efforts, I guess, should you be in the position that you want to bring life into this world one day? What kind of, I guess, mitigating practices can you put in place to at least ensure that you're not now in a position where you're racing against this timeline night? Let's talk about that prepping yourself. I think, are you aware of where you're at? What's, what's the
1: situation? What's going on? I think on? the thing is oh, number one, um, Rax has, has just said on the front channel, like, why is there so much pressure for women to start families and have children? Yeah. And this is such a valid question. I don't feel like, yes, there is pressure people are always like, oh, when are you going to have kids, when are you going to, but also the same people are like, oh, how's your career, how's this, how's that, how's the other, do you know what I mean? Our thing, I think what we were talking about was the fact that no matter whether we choose to accept it or not, as women, there is a cutoff point for us when we can't have children. I think my biggest thing is now that we have choices, you know, maybe we should start thinking about instead of bowing to societal pressure, thinking about being responsible about our productivity, you know, really thinking about am I actually even, you know, productive in in terms of can I even have kids, as Coachay was saying, you know. Am I even, are my eggs actually even viable, you know? Because I feel like a lot of times, even when women cannot, even when a couple cannot conceive, usually it's on the woman. Why can you not conceive, you know? People always check the woman first before they ever think, oh, maybe the man is shooting uh, blanks, you get me? Mm -hmm. So from, from a straight couple's point of view, do you know what I mean? So obviously, as women, I think that perhaps we also need to take um, a bit of ownership of our own fertility. You know, maybe we should normalize being checked, you know, when we decide that we want children so that even if we haven't met the right person, even if we're waiting to put our ducks in a row, maybe we should normalize just finding out Am I actually fertile? Can I actually conceive? Am I actually reproductively healthy? And if I am, what options are available to me? Do I want to freeze my eggs? Do you know? So that even if I don't meet the right person in the right time, when the time is right, I can still carry my child if I want to have a child biologically. You know, These are options that are open to us. And I feel like these are conversations as, women we should be empowering ourselves with instead of looking at it as a taboo when it comes to having children looking at even maybe going to be checked whether you're reproductive or not whether, whether you're productive or not we see that as almost tempting fate you know from an African perspective it's almost like oh wh- what if I go and it's and I'm tempting fate listen if you're if you're fertile, you're fatal if you're not you're not all you will find out is whether you are or you're not, you know? And I feel like once you find out, at least you can view your options, and that is so empowering.
0: Yeah, oh, so it's the options part of it. It's the options part of it. And even going a step further and saying, okay, because the pressure really does exist, and I can see um racks and hey, to net. So so and they're talking about it in the front channel you know but also going to and and through that pressure sometimes you're like just because i'm a woman i'm supposed to want to have kids which is another angle of this conversation that we can take right just because i'm a woman i'm supposed to want kids so again normalizing if you don't want to let's be okay with that you don't even owe us an explanation and maybe also don't lie to yourself, right? like forget other people, but at least to yourself, don't be you know you're over here early forties, and you know still still saying how you one day want to have kids, and obviously, I believe in miracles and modern medicine, but, as we were speaking about earlier, just be realistic about your you know ability to carry safely your ability to now raise that child when they come in your energy levels your energy you know emotional spiritual physical all those levels are you do you have them in place to be able to raise this child so yeah that's that's the main part of reproductivity that we were talking about today and when we're asking about do we really have the power to choose was also just the judgment and the social expectations that come in from all type of angles where, uh, you know, I'm am a boss babe, you know, I'm getting things done. I don't have time to pause my life and now go in, down this road of motherhood but also should you have gone down that road does not disqualify you. That does not necessarily disqualify you from being that boss babe in your own right. Like we, what did we feel about feminism? I felt, we felt like it was, there was an angle to it that was now, you know, giving cookies to people who you felt were doing things right as per what you have defined as socially acceptable and right in the movement and then looking down or disapproving of other people's choices that are not in alignment with the with the struggle, <laughs> is it the struggle, or the movement, or the empowerment, where we have to be careful with words in this room. That's why I said it's difficult, but as we said, we're coming from good places, good places. So Knight, yeah, just wrap us up with this one before we now take on, you know, just careers and choices in general, just what's going on the ground right now, and especially for our African
1: sisters. Um, First and foremost, shooting blanks, uh, apologies if anyone was triggered by that. Um, I think um, nowadays we live in a world where, number one, when we have difficult conversations, of course, there are certain terms that will be bandied about uh, that are generally used in in loose conversation. And uh, as I said, at the top of this conversation, we don't mean to offend anyone. Um, And uh, if we do, then uh, we profusely apologize in advance. (laughs) Anyway, I feel like um, in terms of having kids, can I just say someone, someone said something about um on the front channel about when people ask you about when are you going to have another one another kid and another kid again um it's it's bowing that down to that societal pressure we we are socialized in a certain way um that uh, we, uh, it's almost like our reproductive um um health is taken over by other people initially it was a patriarchy we were supposed to get married have children that was our role but now I feel like we've gone a very different way where yes, we have choice, but then it's almost like if we choose different as women, we're also being judged by other women. Do you know what I mean? Instead of us um, you know, building each other and lifting each other and creating safe spaces for women to make their choices as women, by women, you know, if, if a woman decides, for example, that she's going to have an education and then have a really good career and then decides, I'm now going to have children in my late 30s, all of a sudden, now you're wasting your education. You're wasting your career because when you come back, you, you probably won't be promoted. Rah, rah, rah. I feel like <clears throat> we've come a long way to build this world where women have choices, but now... We're being judged by how we take those choices. And I feel like it's so unfortunate, especially that we as sisters will judge each other by the choices we make when we have fought so hard just to have those choices, you know? And I guess that's where we're going with this conversation now. Now that we have choice, can we normalize allowing people to take the choice that works for them instead of judging them for which choice they make when we fought so hard and we keep fighting so hard just to have these options
0: mm. okay so i just want to quickly welcome everyone who's come into the room and night when i'm done i want us to give an example of what that judgment looks like because I really want us to take the practical route in this room where instead of just saying you know oh judgment and like let's give a concrete example of what uh, that judgment could look like and we also want to hear from you in the audience so if you want to come up or just use the front channel please feel free to a warm welcome to everyone my name is coach h i'm the host of the african boss babes it is a safe space that we created about two years ago to be able to have these difficult conversations while considering our culture and infrastructure in the continent um we just want to be able to learn from each other. We started here on Clubhouse. We've been able to move onto the podcast streaming platforms. So I have pinned it up there, and um, this is episode nine. Next week we will be talking about um, what does what what is the topic next week night <laughs> around showing up uh growth what does
1: growth really look like because that's another topic and what's the price of growth because i feel like again it's it's a really good one to follow on from this because Mm -hmm. a lot of times especially as as women and not just as women because i feel like when we talk about the price of growth sometimes we forget that especially our men they are so much under pressure to provide to become to be that we forget that even when we have kids in their house, the father is always away walking away providing away doing that we forget that they actually pay the price of not watching their children grow and not everyone wants to be out there constantly looking for and searching and being the way the, our society expects them to be some of them actually want family time some of them actually but the price they have home. to pay exactly the price they have to pay is bowing to societal pressure so it's hmm. that kind of thing as well that we will be delving into as well
0: yeah hey no yeah it's going to be a good one so if that's something you're into please tune in please do um follow the mods follow the club and yeah tune in please support us on spotify and apple podcasts because it means a lot when you listen or share the show with somebody that you may know okay so uh Rax is here. Rax wanted to come up. Rax is an African boss G, which, by the way, somebody on Clubhouse reached out to me uh, last week and was like, What's wrong with your room? Why is it called African Boss Babes? Because now he can't enter the room. He doesn't want to be seen as a. Anyways, guys, this is African Boss Babes and Gs. So we welcome our Gs. Uh, we love having you here. We love hearing from you. Wagwan, well, Rax, talk to us. <laughs>
2: No, 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 I, it wasn't me. I didn't come and contact your room. Of course it wasn't <laughs> <whole> you. <laughs> us,
0: what's up, how are you doing?
2: No, the thing, I, I, I love this room because it's African Boss Babes. So whatever man that comes through here is a supporter of African Boss Babes. Um, so my contribution for, for today is the amount of societal pressure that is placed on women to have children, eh? um, And then those women who have no children, what I've seen is that as they grow older, society does no uh, no longer pays attention to them. So the moment you cross forty years, you know you are not you are no longer the center of attention uh, for for society because of your inability to have had children in in your earlier years and uh that you find a lot of women in old age homes who have who have had no children they they do not have anyone to to come visit them so um i, I love this topic for today for feminism we uh, our women need to to have choices in in the way that they choose to live their lives thanks a lot bye
0: Thanks a lot, Rax. Uh, Knight, do you have anything to say on
1: that? I think I think uh, as always, Rax, thank you so much for joining us. You're spot on, you know, you're spot on. I feel like uh, whoever you are, whatever your choice is, we should normalize choice. As I said before, we should normalize respecting people's choices how many children you want, whether you want children or not, when you want to have these children, how you want to have these children, you know. Some people choose not to have children biologically, does not make you any less of a mother. Some people can't have children biologically, does not make you any less of a mother. But I just feel like when we do choose to delay having children, we have to think about it's never going to be the right time, number one. You're probably, there's always going to be something. If you have children too young, you probably don't have a lot of money, but you have a lot of time for them, which means you can bring them up in a very different way. If you choose to have children later in life, you probably have a lot of money, but less time which means, again, the children grow up a different way. It's just, what is it that you value more in terms of what legacy do you want to leave with your children? So when we're trying to put our ducks in a row, for example, I had my child in my late 20s, which meant that I had to no, I chose to, not I had to, I chose to forgo a career in finance. I chose to be a more of a stay-at-home mom and have a more vocational career. I went into personal training and then I went into becoming a therapist. And all these things allowed me to be home more for my son and allowed me to do homework with him, allowed me to do bedtime stories, allowed me to do bath time allowed me to go to every single play, allowed me to go to every single sports day, allowed me to be a present parent, which is for me what I lacked and what I really wanted. As as a child growing up, there was money, but no time on me. And so that is something that I valued growing up. And I feel like no matter what choice we make, we need to think about what is it that we want to, achieve by making this choice when we say when i get this and when i get that and when i get the other what value is it to not just us but to the child what legacy do we want to leave not just by how we feel about ourselves and how we we will parent or we look like we we foresee the kind of parenting that we will give when we say have more money when we say we have more uh, stability in terms of housing when we have all these things so when you're trying to put your ducks in a row also think forward and think why is it that these things are important to me and how is it that they're going to add value to my future child whether i have them biologically whether i adopt them or whichever way i choose to have my child so what is it that all these things you want to put your ducks in a row for what is it that they're going to serve how are they going to serve you how are they going to serve your family how are they going to serve your child and
0: is it possible to have your ducks in a row while you Remember what started this conversation is that timeline. Sometimes you could be putting those ducks and the, the years are just passing you by, you know. So be mindful of that. Um, I know we touched on things, other options, like freezing eggs, you know. Uh, it's, an, it's, it's much more affordable than you think at this moment, obviously, depending on your income and earning capacity but it's not as inaccessible as it used to be. Uh, Let's normalize that as well. If you feel like, okay, because your youngest eggs today are your healthiest ones, this is a topic that is close to my heart because it's something that I have literally recently gone through. And, you know, beyond speaking as Coach H, I think it's important to share personal experiences so that you, you 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 can see that we're also your fellow sisters living on this earth experiencing very similar um, you know life 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 moments so I, as i said i just was in deep assumption that i would be healthy and immediately i wanted to go down that path that everything would work out and that's not what happened to me you know i was kind of hit by just new information left right and center like oh you have fibers i'm like what the heck oh your cervix is closed i'm like what the you know just different stuff that i did not think or believe i would be facing um at my age so i'm just imagining if you're waiting to put these ducks in a row all the way through like now your late 30s and your early 40s and you haven't it hasn't crossed your mind to go check if you are healthy enough to even go through this journey i hope this conversation today is going to You know, light that bulb in your head, make you book that appointment, and as I said, this conversation is only if you want to go down that path. As a woman, guess what? It's on you. (laughs) You, you're the one who decides um, whether you want to be a mom or not. You know, the guy is just there for assistance, and as we know nowadays, the sperm banks. There's just a lot that you can do. (laughs) Honestly, should you want to bring life here so it's on you to go check it out when we're speaking of choice just yeah take a 360 look at them and really dig deep into into whether or not you know into how not whether or not into how you're going to go about it all right nice uh we've ended up speaking a lot about uh motherhood and lack of motherhood and child whatever all that stuff but this question of choice uh obviously manifests in other areas of our lives and another one is career so i think it was a perfect segue when you said when you had your son in your late 20s you were consciously also making the choice to as you said, step away from finance and pursue a career that was, you know, a little bit more suitable for the lifestyle that you wanted to be so that you can be available for your child. And when we were speaking about this yesterday, we were also talking about how, yeah, just I guess the different societal judgment that comes based on the career path that you've chosen. What are your thoughts on that? Like, you know, you're seeing someone (laughs) has an MBA degree, um, but they're a stay at home mom. And now all of a sudden it's like, you're wasting your education. You know, like, why did we, oh my God. So all these things are obviously super triggering to me, but we're here to have a conversation about them. So now let's let's talk. (laughs)
1: i think for me the biggest thing as i said as a as, as i just said uh, a minute ago the biggest thing is what is it that you want to achieve that is the that would be the first place i would start as a woman we are constantly as women but as human beings generally but as women even more so no matter what choice you make in this life as a human being people will always talk but as women there are very and especially as african women there are very set rules as to this is your path yes you go to school you finish school you probably go to university if your people can afford it you then get married you have children but also you have a career because that is something that obviously now society expects us to have we have to be career women but we also have to be um full-time mom and we it's like can we really have it all and this is something that i feel like um feminism especially in my understanding of it uh, which is very minimal so i'm not going to speak as if i'm an, i'm a am i'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm an expert it's supposed to be about equality yeah equality meaning that women should and rightfully so why should i work for less money if i'm doing exactly the same job as a man you know why if i have the same level of education should i be a junior ranking member of of the team when i have the same education and the same qualification and the same everything and maybe even i'm more uh, committed to this job than uh my male counterparts you know all that stuff so we've fought all those fights we've got here now but now we we find ourselves in a position where we can have it all But should we really want to have it all if we don't want to? Should we have to have it all, rather? Should we have to bow to the thing that, okay, so now I've got my job, so now I've got this, I've got this, I'm married, um, whatever, if I want to get married, or I've got a child. But if I want to step away from these pressures, suddenly I'm a failure because i should be able to handle it all no you shouldn't you expect yourself to be able to handle it all it's okay to say do you know what yeah i want to step away from this for a while so that I can raise my family. I want to step away from this for a while so that I can have my child. I want to step away from this for a while so that I can raise my children. I want to step away from this for a while so that I can actually have a marriage. You know, I want to be there when my person comes home. I want to be there to serve them because that is what makes my soul sing. I want to be able to be a stay at home mom with my PhD. I want that choice. I shouldn't be expected to have it all just because I have achieved so much. I should be able to have that choice to step away from having it all. That's all I'm saying. Mm. (laughs) You know what I'm
0: really loving about what you're talking about? Um, That pressure and One thing I've been learning lately, and I've shared this with you, Knight, is there's a time for everything, you know? And this pressure really does, really does make us feel like everything has to be happening simultaneously at the same time. And I guess taking it back to that first conversation we were having where (laughs) this whole notion of having your ducks in a row, right? Uh, we were watching a show where we saw someone lose out on their very eligible potential partner because of the constant weight, right? And there's time for everything. Some things can happen simultaneously. I saw a post today that uh I wasn't too pleased with because it was basically saying that if you haven't healed or if you haven't taken time to heal then you should have no business uh starting a family okay i get it i totally get it but if you take the perspective that we were just talking about sometimes healing is okay most times all the time 24/7 healing is a process there's no final destination where you'll be like on tuesday the 27th of july i will have fully healed and from there i can move on to the next thing in my life it's not something that you can just measure with your regular calendar and your regular clock it happens yes if you are aware enough you can monitor how you're feeling you can monitor how you react to things in, in, in comparison to how you once did when you were unhealed, when you were triggered, when you didn't know better, when you didn't have coping mechanisms. But what you find is that it's an ongoing process. What we've determined today is that, guess what? 39, 40, 43, whatever, up and above, then your biological time clock is, is, is ticking, right? so i think it's possible to do things simultaneously doing things simultaneously is saying okay i'm doing this i'm still working on myself i still realize that i'm not showing up as perfect i don't have everything figured out but i know where my intentions are i know where my heart is i know what i'm trying to do and best believe as much as we're talking about it a lot in today's day and age our parents don't know what age group you are from but essentially the generation that came before you and the generations before that all had their own load of things that they had to learn and overcome so they by the time they were having you they were deciding that you know what um probably my grandfather was an alcoholic he was very talented but you know, he was he couldn't you know he couldn't manage this this habit of 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 drinking, and so he would drink his money away, whatever, whatever. So, my dad saw that, and he learned from that, and he's like, you know what? After seeing what alcohol did to his dad, he's like, there's no way that he's going to drink. But that didn't stop him from starting his family. Obviously, by the time I'm coming around, I'm coming in with my own things. So I'm like, I, you know what, Dad, you could be better in A, B, C, D. Apa You know, uko ukufanya hivi, And when I have my own children, I will make sure that I don't do the same things that you did to them. And ta da 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 da. So why that post triggered me is that I do believe that um. You know, things can happen simultaneously and things also have their own time. So what you were saying earlier is like, say in your whatever, as I said earlier, that the, the, the biggest fear I had was having a kid in my 20s, right? But say that happened, there's still room for you to, and you still want to build a career after that. You took three, five years off to raise your child you had to, maybe you had to skip out on uni at the same timeline that all 19-year-olds were going to uni. Uh, should you want, you still have the opportunity to go to university at 25. You know, should you want, you still have the opportunity to start that family at 30, at 35, as we're mentioning. At 40, there's modern medicine. Let's say you froze your eggs. That's how you want to do it. Like you want to switch things around this timeline that has been set by society. It exists, it's cool, it works, but not for all of us. So should you feel like you're not fitting in that line, in that narrative, like just take it easy, you know take it easy and just do what's right for you. Remember all those questions that Knight was asking, like, where am I currently in my life? What is the kind of life that I'm trying to build? What have I envisioned? What kind of um, love and insight do I want to pour into whoever is coming next after me? If that's something you've chosen, if it's something you have it, that's fine as well. you know. And us just being, Accepting and non judgmental to each other. Night?
1: Yes. Um, I think that that um, I, not many things trigger me anymore because <laughs> I, I mean I, like I, you I, know,
0: I no, no, it's not bad to be triggered, no no no, 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 I want to no, use it lightly because yeah. yeah. no, it's, no.
1: good to, it's good to acknowledge when you're triggered, it's fine. But what I'm saying is for me generally, yeah, I look at people and where they are at in their growth. That person who posted that post looks like she's in her mid-twenties, yeah? She hasn't even gone through enough shit in this life to be posting that post, do you get me? She doesn't even know what level of healing yet she has to do, you know? I got into my forties before I even realized some of the wounds that i needed to heal i got into raising my child into almost a whole adult before i even knew some of the wounds that i was carrying you know so for me all i can say to everybody have grace have grace for yourself especially you know don't be too hard on yourself don't be too much like if you have, have a, have a plan, have a journey, have a, know where you want to be in 10 years time, but also know that your plan might not be the plan that is for you. So when things do go south, don't go with them. Or left or north. When things do go south, don't go with them or go with them just flow pivot you know like literally just realize that how life goes is not always how we plan it as long as you know what you want to achieve and this is where i was going with this thing when you know what your morals are when you know what your values are when you know what your value is you know especially um, women who are straight when you decide to wait for somebody because they're not ready to have children and this is what we're talking about just remember this is your choice yeah when you decide to wait for somebody and you're approaching your 30s you're approaching your mid 30s you're approaching your 40s and you're still waiting for this person because they're not ready, please normalize finding out how ready your body is and how much it's deteriorating in terms of that timeline of having kids, if you want them, because not everyone wants them. So this conversation is really not for those people who don't want children. This conversation is for those of us who actually, no, not us, <laughs> that's not me anymore. For those women who actually want children, but and don't know how to approach that uh, subject of how do I want to have my children? How do I want to approach this part of my life? Yeah, I'm with somebody who wants to have children in five years time. Yeah, for example, I was watching something where all these women are falling for people who are much younger than them some of these women have never had children now listen you're in your 30s you meet a 21 year old there's nothing wrong with that but that 21 year old is not ready to have kids but perhaps you want kids do you know what i mean so then these are conversations that you have to have ask yourself like If this is my person or this is the person I think is my person, how do I make it so that in five years' time, when they're ready to have a kid, we can actually have this kid, you know? These are conversations that we should normalise having. We should normalise knowing where we are reproductively if we want to reproduce, you know? We should normalise just the way we normalise saying, I want to go to university. I also want to have children. I also want to. These are choices that are available to us. And we live in the most fortunate times. This is the best time to actually be a human being, to be a woman. You know, the best time ever. We have so much choice. But in the choice, we also have to be responsible. You know, we can't just say one day, maybe one day when we know for a fact that there's a clock ticking. We should be responsible for knowing how fast our clocks are ticking and what options are open to us while our clocks tick. Do I even have a ticking clock? Mm. And that, you know,
0: this goes out to the guys as well. I've heard plenty of stories where, yeah, the woman has gone, she's checked, she's good. But uh, homeboy doesn't want to go and get himself checked because he's a man. He's an African man, you know? I'm fine. <laughs> but you don't have kids to prove that, you know? Pre- previous kids. Because at, at least if you have kids, you can be like, okay, here's the proof, you know? But for the dudes as well, you know, go check. Um, just go check. <laughs> I think. Uh, it's not fair to let your mamas struggle there and wonder if the issue is with them and for you as well Even if you haven't quite identified a mama yet i'm pretty sure should you be on the boat of wanting to one day sire uh, a generation to come behind you just uh, check out if you're good it doesn't hurt and that was Let's just leave that there. So, yeah, guys, thanks, thanks for tuning in. As I said, we have a room next week that I'm looking forward to, and that's just around this whole notion of growth. I think there's a lot of talk on social media, um, you know, uh, encouraging people to maybe grow up or to heal or to do whatever, and. W- I don't think there's enough clarity on what that looks like or especially what steps it takes, you know, to get over habits that had taken you to that juncture that you're at. And now you have to grow from it. Uh, What 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 steps are you going to take? We're going to talk about that. Like, what does it look like? How often do you have to show up? Just doing one thing today does it mean now you've grown? How consistent are you? Are you at it? Have you really overturned a leaf, or if is, is it just some actions that you're doing for people to see and check off boxes? You know, so that's a conversation that I'm looking forward to. It's going to be episode ten. As I said, we've pinned our last conversation from last week where we spoke about the risk of providing products and services for free that's a really cool episode where we just provided some tips based on our personal journeys night and i um and the trap that you know entrepreneurs and small business owners sometimes fall into as a marketing scheme to just attract customers and then they'll be like oh I'll have this for free so should you even say you want to do that then um how do you make sure that you're also getting the full benefits out of that offer so if that's something you're interested in please click on that link it will take you to either apple or spotify follow the show on there have a listen to all our other episodes and yeah that's it from us thanks for tuning in night any last words for the peoples
1: Yeah, I think I'll just go back to the question of of the, the topic of today, which is, are we really free to choose? Yeah, are we really free to choose from the choices that we already have? I think no matter what route you choose, especially as a woman, just remember that it's for you it's what serves you don't worry too much about who thinks what because at the end of the day you're the one who has to live with these choices whether you have children or not whether you have a career or not whether you choose to step away from your career and have children whether you choose to step away from your career for your marriage for your children for whatever no matter what society tells you that a woman should be today remember that's what they did yesterday no matter whether it's man or woman or government or whoever is telling you whether it's the feminists who are supposed to be talking for us or we're supposed to be talking as uh you know as a as as the feminine community as the females whether, no matter who's setting the rules remember that the choice is yours and because you're the only one who has to live with it have grace for yourself Love yourself, know your worth, and above all else, walk into everything with love. Thank you so much for joining us again, and we hope uh, to see you again next week. Please do share the podcast. Please do share what we do here, because obviously we live to serve you. Thank you. Hey, I think we live to save But we really do. Uh, thanks
0: a lot, ladies and gents, for tuning in. Until next time, wishing you love and light. Coach HP, I'm
2: out.